Welcome to Smart Politics. I'm your host, Anthony Arnold. This is the final episode of this new set of shows about the connections between culture and politics. In the last episode, I sat down with my friend Nick, who talked to me about the world of Steven Universe. So if you haven't checked that episode out yet and you think you'd be interested, then definitely go back and give it a listen. For this show, I'm joined by my friend Josh, a.k.a. President Hyde. Hey, yo. Josh has been a friend of mine since we started doing Recap here at PointCast, which was pre-COVID, so like a million years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about right. So, like myself, <laughs> he's a large nerd of color Correct. who grew up here in Indiana. Both large nerd and large in person. Yes. Correct. Yeah, we're like larger in person than people would anticipate. Yes. Yeah. So, it's safe to say we have some shared experiences. Um, I chose them last for a reason. And I don't mean any disrespect to the other guests, right? But you all chose well. That's great. But like Kanye, I'm going to let you finish. But we all know <laughs> from the outset, I knew Josh was going to choose my personal favorite game series of all time. The reason for my gamer tag and one of the most political fr game franchises ever, Mass Effect. Yes, sir. Josh, thank you for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So the icebreaker question that I've started everybody off with is like, when I approached you for this show, of all the things you could have chosen, why did you choose Mass Effect? Uh, honestly, when I, because when, when you first like brought up to me the idea yeah. of like connecting, you know, media or like entertainment media yeah. and politics, yeah. I was trying to think of the thing that in my mind had like the most political stuff to talk about. Yeah. And like the more I thought about it, the more my mind naturally drifted to also my favorite uh you know game series, yeah. which is the Mass Effect universe. Yeah. It is there's a lot. This is and, a lot. And I, I know that we don't have forever. <laughs> so Unfortunately. I'm not I'm not gonna get into too much detail until we we need to get there. But there there's just a lot. Yeah. And I thought it would be a good way to kind of bridge the two, like yeah. talking about the nerd and then talking about how that relates to yes. what we see every day. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the the reason I love the franchise is because from the outset, it's just like you're in the deep end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you're like, you're on the Citadel. For people who don't know, look, you're going to understand the parties. You're on the hub and you're like, here's a religious extremist. And you're like, wait, what? Like, like literally from the get-go from the get-go here's some religious extremism and how we relate to different religions oh we're just doing that within the first hour yeah, yes here you are yes <laughs> welcome to mass effect <laughs> we're talking about religious extremism and racism you're inside as a prologue like basically. like no like even even before you leave like the first main mission there's already like hints of like racism and there's even that dude in yeah. the uh and there's like a secret well, it's not really a secret. It's it's really easy to find. Yeah. But like there's a little doctor and like a guy who's got a a, a mental illness. Yeah. And like there's aspects yeah. of dealing with people with mental illness in the first like 30 minutes of <laughs> 30 the game. Minutes. Like, there's some mental illness, some trauma, some religion, some racism. Okay, it's, go. It's everywhere. Like, it's <laughs> go. Just... <laughs> like, what are we doing here? There's like deep conversations about all these things. And then it only grows over the course of the game and the eventual like the whole franchise. And, you know concepts of redemption and forgiveness and failure and how we learn to deal with that on a personal level. What does instituting change look like? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we get to the end of the game and you're like, are you an Udina? 
or, or an Anderson. Or an Anderson. <laughs> You're like, these are two very different theories of change of how. Oh, and and what? the craziest part is like in in the first time I played it, like just as a like a teenager, yeah, I was like, well, shit, because like Anderson feels like the correct choice, yep. but like I can see why Udina would make sense. Yes, and I'm a teenager. I know nothing. Nothing. Like, damn. <laughs> so so this is fascinating, and you know we're gonna sort of blend into the politics part of this discussion naturally, right? Because. When I first played the game when I was younger, like I'm an Anderson guy all the way. Yeah, yeah. Having gone like back and replayed the Legendary Edition older myself, I'm like, oh, I don't know if Anderson has what's needed. Like, I don't personally like Udina, but I also think he can do the job. Well, he can. And he that's can. the point. Like, that's he, the point. That, that's, that's why I think. Like Mass Effect in general, and I we we will we'll probably end up discussing how I feel about the writing later. But I think that's why, at least at the very beginning, the writing is so good. Because right. Because there's there's never a clear answer. Like Correct. there's no right Correct. answer in any scenario. Correct. Like every everything has shades of gray, just like it does here. And there are pros and cons to every situation. Correct. Correct. No, absolutely. And I mean, and I think about like the people who we want to lead are who we want to lead politics. We want on a personal level, we want Andersons. Yes. We want people who we personally like and who we think it'd be cool to grab a beer with. Yeah, like that that's a paragon. Right, right. You're like, that's who I want. I and I would like him to be like president. Yeah. But you're like, Anderson can't do the job though. And Udina is a dick. But he, like he's a renegade. He's a renegade. He's the guy you want running. He, you want him to be president because he's like, I will do. I know how to work the system and you don't like me because I am of the system, but I'm the only one who could actually make this thing work for our benefit. Yeah. And you're like, oh, and going out with a more mature set of eyes, the game hasn't changed. No, not at all. But you have. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, oh, crap. What, what do I do? And, and that's like the brilliance of it, right? That's why it's so replayable. Um, so like we've obviously blended, like I said, we sort of blended naturally into the politics of it. But so, but let's like dig in all the way. So what about the politics of Mass Effect? Like what did you, how did it influence how you see things? Oh, so one of the things that, this is a thing that I was actually hoping you would ask me. Yeah. Uh, because when we first started talking about this, I I, one of the things that I actually love about Mass Effect is the fact that you as a character, like you, Commander Shepard, like the character you play, is kind of on the outside of yep. the majority of these situations. Yep. And so you have the benefit in most cases of either seeing both sides or being like a neutral party in the scenario and can make like decisions based on that. Because yep. in most other like situations when you make choices in video games, like you're a part of the situation yep. as a whole. Like usually the decision that you make is more based on emotion rather than like logic and or reasoning. Yep. And so like the fact that you are at, at the point in which you start making decisions, like a household name, like you're, you're yeah. a celebrity yeah. in the, in the universe. Yeah. Uh, you have the ability to show up and just like do stuff. <laughs> right. Solve most, problems. Yeah. Most people can't just walk up and be like, <laughs> right. Oh, like, Commander Shepard, oh, what do you think about this situation? How should me and my wife handle this? Like, people don't just like right. the opinion of random people. <laughs> no, no, they don't. But, like, absolutely not. But the game is like, you're you. You're a war hero. Yes. 
Like, like that's literally situated before you even actually get to touch your character. Right. Like you are already a fairly well-known individual. You're a big deal. And then within like the first hour, you become a household name. Right, right. Like right. you are you are very impactful in this universe. You're the dude. Yes. Everywhere he shows up, they're like, oh man. Like you said, because there's like a side quest about like, what should we do about our baby? Like that's literally one of the side yeah. quests. It's like, how should we handle our baby? Like, that that was my first thought. Like that's why I was like, what right. should me and my wife do about this? Because right. like... <laughs> No, like, random Joe Schmo, but you know what? Hey, uh, Kanye West. <laughs> right, right. What do, you, what do you think about this situation? Right, right. <laughs> just like, okay. So, no. And so, how did that influence? So, how did that shape you? Like, how did the politics of this game? Because I, I can obviously think for myself, but like, how did it shape how you started to see things? So, I spent a lot of my earlier years believing that, like, I mean, I feel like a lot of young men kind of feel this way that like what I think is right. And like, I don't give a shit what anybody else thinks, but Mass Effect, especially like Mass Effect was one of the first things that really uh, grew my interest in playing as a female character. Uh, For those of you who don't know or who may know and might need to be reminded, uh, I enjoy playing female characters in video games because I, I have very much enjoyed seeing the difference in how female characters are treated like from the beginning of that time frame to like now. Yep. And we can see a lot of parallel. We don't need to get into this fully, but we can see a lot of parallels between like how women are are treated in like the five man ban archetype yeah. versus, you know, how they are now and, and things along those lines. But um, there are a number of noticeable differences that I was surprised yeah. to notice. Yeah. Um, and it, it helped me understand that like, I don't have, all the cards and I never really will. Correct. And so it really opened my eyes to the idea that I should be thinking about any one scenario, no matter how small it seems from multiple angles, because there are things that I may not be adequately thinking about. Yes. Yes. No. In mass effect, you're always working from, uh, imperfect knowledge. Yes. And I love that. You are tasked to solve the problem without, and without knowing the variables. We have given you some of them, but you know you don't know all of them. And when they ask you how you would like to solve this, you can't really see how this is going to matter down the road. You can't see the outcomes of your actions. And sometimes you, like, choose the right choice. And you're like, damn, that did not go how I thought this might, especially down the road. You're like, oh. Um, and that's the real world, mm-hmm. right? You're always working with imperfect knowledge, whether that's politicians passing bills or us acting as voters. We have imperfect knowledge. We don't know all the variables, and we don't know how that's going to play out in the future, but you still have to try to solve the problem right now to the best of your limited ability. And that's what you're doing in Mass Effect. All the time. And if you can empathize with your character's inability to perfectly solve problems, maybe you can translate that into the real world. Like, people are trying, but, you know, it's imperfect. And so, no, I I remember loving that, and I... It was so to your point. One of the things that is always great to explore in fiction, right? Especially this kind. You're thrown into this world of people and races and creatures who you know nothing about. And you are unless you read the codex, unless you read the codex, (laughs) man, there's a lot of codex for real. There there are like novels worth of stuff to read. Like seriously, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like and not like simple codex reading. No, no, so like, like this is like 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 legit like scientific paper. <laughs> yeah, you're like, what shit. are we doing here? Like, like what? 
how much do you care to know about how the relay system works? <laughs> Not this much. <laughs> Not this much. But you realize how tiny, in the game, you realize how tiny humans are. Oh, yeah. And you sort of start thinking about the world. Like, how much do you know about people on the other side of the world? I mean, nothing. Like, how are you, you know, nothing. And, and it was the realization of, like, how much is truly unknown in the game that really helped me think about that. Um, so what are, what are some of the other, what are some of the other things? Cause I mean, one, like to your point, like Femshep, like, like Jennifer Held is knocking it out the park. Like, yeah. what are we doing here? I, she's clearly been, I don't know who does the guy, but he's not as good. Like, what are we doing? Is, okay. Is his name. He does and, good, but like Jennifer Hill is like crushing it. Well, <laughs> like, Jennifer Hill has just a lot more experience than he did at that time. Right. And I just, we don't need to get into that because that's gonna that's gonna be a we, again. I I know that this show isn't as long as I want it to be, and so I can't I can't just go into tirades when I want to. But God, Jennifer Hale's so great, so great, so great, so great. Um, but uh, I would say another another thing that I really enjoyed was the aspect of uh like racial conflict because yes. we we see that a lot in our own life. Yeah, but like even. Like in the first episode, we see like discrimination against Tally, like just because like we we know nothing about who she is, because. what she wants or anything. We just hear like this is a, really our first experience with a Quarian. Yeah. And we just know that like people distrust them for a reason that feels weird. And <laughs> I have being a person that has also directly experienced that multiple yeah. times in my yeah. life before I played this game was like, oh, shit. Like. Oh man. <laughs> uh, and, and for people who don't know, like, so this character, Tali, I at a certain point it clicked to me that like, oh, this is like their core of or sort of parallel with like the Jewish Palestinian uh -huh. Palestine question of like this diaspora that is searching for a home that cannot find one and that is hated for these racialized reasons. And I'm like, oh, this is like the Jewish Palestinian question in yes. mass effect of like. They need a home and you guys won't give them one. And they're they're sort of stuck dealing with this combination of hatred, but literal homelessness. Like they can't go to your worlds because you hate them. Yep. So they need their own place, but you don't want them to have their own place. And their own place is not an, uh, the, the place they came from is not an option. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and I was like, oh, and once you start drawing that connection, you're like, oh, mm -hmm. that's that's that. It's like, well, yeah, how you feel. How you feel about the Quarians uh, may or may not say something about how you feel what's happening in the Middle East. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which makes it, you know, or like, and, and, and we'll have to wrap up soon, but like my favorite character, like my, my character, like I'm, I'm Rex, right? And so. Krogans are black people. Krogans are black people. Like, what are we? Like, Kurgans are black people. <laughs> I don't know if anyone didn't realize this, but yes, just like, are black people. Just like Namekians are black people. Duh. And, and, like, and Piccolo's Wars, obviously black. Yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you don't know, you're wrong. Like, that's it. <laughs> so, like, so this question of, 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 with, like, Rex, which is, you know, we subjected this group to horrifying historical treatment. First, we used them to Correct. fight. It's like, yes, we used them, perhaps as something like slaves, perhaps. To do our dirty yeah. labor for us. Then and, they and, got and powerful. As, we were as, like, as, hmm. as clearly, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, as clearly replaceable soldiers in the military. Yes, yes. And then the question becomes, what do you owe these people? Having subjected them to like terrible, historical, scientifically cruel treatment, what do you owe them now? 
He's like, yes, perhaps like reparations. Perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. And the way you think about what does the universe owe this group, right? Because uh, it was like it, it was like all the races were together like on that. They, yeah. they all signed off <laughs> on using the Krogans like that. It wasn't just the Sumerians, right. even though they did the majority of the, the right. scientific work. Right. Everybody was like, <clears throat> yeah, we can do this. Yeah. Right, right. And that's so fascinating, right? So it's like to wrap up, like, like, let's just go like a little bit further on this idea. The idea of how do you how do you fix what was previously broken, even if you didn't break it? This is a big theme of Mass Effect. For sure. Is there's there's you are put into a world of conflict from before you were ever in it. And how do you fix it? How do you, what do we owe to people who things were broken centuries before you? It's not your fault. You didn't choose to institute this genocidal campaign against this group. And at this point, nobody's blaming you for it. Right. Or at least some people might be, but we know that they're misguided. Right. And what are the themes of Mass Effect do you think? I'll let you have the final word. What do the themes of Mass Effect have to say about that idea of fixing a world that was broken before you ever got there? So we we actually see this a lot in the third game. Like yeah. we we take... I was going to say take back, but that's not necessarily the word I want to use. I feel like that's, that's you know, detrimental to the point that I want to make. We go back to the root of where the problems existed and find ways to fix what I'm going to call the initial hole that created the problem that we see. And, uh, again, I'll, I won't go into the game examples, but like, you know, we, we fix the genophage, we, right. we get back Rannoch. Uh, there, there are lots of things that have that, these aren't like full solutions, right? right? Like there are still lots of things that need to happen after that. But we, we go back to one of the initial problems and attempt to wrap that up. Instead of dealing with the symptoms, we go back and deal with the actual problem, right? Like the actual uh, issue and then figure out ways to rebuild from there. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of what we should try to do in our society. Yeah. I love it. I love it. God. I've said this with every episode, but, like, I need it, like, twice as much time, at least, for Mass Effect, honestly. For sure. I, I need For sure. There, there's so many other things we could have got into, but. Yeah. We didn't even touch on the religious part. We didn't. Like, relig- the, like the themes of religious conflict, uh, which are there and rampant. Uh, <clears throat> and another thing I thought we'd talk about was the uh, kind of the disparity between, like, how almost every race has, like, two different groups that have very different ideologies of how they should continue um i was thinking especially when we started about the koreans i thought we'd get into yep. that a bit but yep yep i mean you see this with like with every group there's extremists or people who are labeled as extremists but maybe you're like are they are we quite positive they're as extreme as they are you're like i don't know like maybe they have a reason to think <laughs> right like maybe especially once you learn the history behind how they got there like yeah. oh crap man maybe they have a reason to be super pissed off yeah <laughs> about like everything that's happened to them. Um man, man, yeah, yeah. No, we didn't get into that. We 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 just didn't get into the whole there's themes of like the 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 theme of of conflict itself and of you know how how 
how conflict can be, man, it's the, the, the destruction, the unintended destruction that sort of spirals out from these central events in the Mass Effect universe. And it just blows apart, right? Yeah. Because this is so much of the, of the idea is like, we were thinking short term and we did this. And then <laughs> here we are like a and century shit's, later. Shit's gone wrong. Generations after. Everything <laughs> is broken. You're like, crap. We were trying to solve one problem in our time and we broke like a dozen things a hundred years later. Um, which is something we have to be so cognizant of in our politics today. Yes. Like trying not Absolutely. to break things for our kids, kids, kids. <laughs> or not even that, dealing with all the things that have already been broken by people in the past. Right. For right. Us. Yeah. And that's, God, that's so much of it. I mean, um, we didn't get into the theme of like how personal bonds can, can sometimes overcome. Cause like, that's like the central theme. Yeah. That's like your personal connections to individuals of different races or species who can sometimes leapfrog over the historical problems. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I really wanted to talk about Ashley for that exact reason. Yes. Oh, a lot of people hate her, but I love her. I mean, yes. I mean, I love Ashley. Like, <laughs> we, we need to get to, we didn't get to the remarkable glow up Ashley gets in for real Mason, though, dude. Which is a whole different for real. One of the greatest glow ups in video games history. Oh, that's great. Anyway, thank you for joining me, Josh. Absolutely. As always. I want to encourage you all, the audience, to continue the discussion on our social media pages, Facebook or Instagram. Like all of our shows here, this podcast is brought to you in part by Eliac Productions, a studio for podcasters and musicians in Pointcast News. To listen to our podcast, you can visit our website at pointcast.news or subscribe to our feed on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and make sure you join us next time.